Hello everyone, welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast, episode 116. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name's Stephen Riley. The other Stephen, Crane, is away this week, and we took a hiatus last week because he has birthed a child. Well, rather his wife did. He had a small part in it, I imagine. And Brett is still trying to get settled back in Ontario, so recording for him is a bit difficult at the moment, but we hope to have him back on soon. But we have recruited... A new, first-time-ever exclusive podcast premiere in the form of... Please introduce yourself. I'm Sebastian Scandy. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Do you want to give everyone a little introduction to you, what you do, where you're at, what you're working on? So, uh, I'm a game designer and game design student. I'm currently working at Gearbox Quebec as a game designer while wrapping up my degree at Sheridan College. That's pretty sick. You worked on Borderlands 3, right? Yeah, I did. Briefly. Briefly? Hey, briefly is better than... Not at all. So yeah, that's uh, true. What was your role on that project? I was a game designer on the creature team for that. Nice. What was the coolest creature you got to make? I can't. So I didn't do a ton of work on the base game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really just did like rebalancing because it was like I joined on the tail end of that. Mm-hmm. So the stuff that I've worked on for the most part, you know, you're going to have to look forward to in the future. Okay. Well, we will definitely check that out and hopefully have you back on the podcast because I'm sure Steve will be busy with raising a new human being for the foreseeable future. Yes. If that's okay with you and if this doesn't go horribly wrong. Yeah. All right. So we usually start with some events going on in the Canadian game dev scene. Uh, So Dames Making Games Monthly Meetup has passed. Hopefully if you went, you had fun and you can definitely check out another one in November. It's usually the second Saturday. Uh, But coming up next weekend, October 18th, 19th, and 20th, is EGLX Enthusiast Gaming Live Expo in Toronto at the Metro Convention Center. Uh, Canadian Game Devs will be there. Uh, Since Steve's gone raising a human, we have recruited Sebastian to man our booth and help show off what we're doing, and he can show off his games too. And are you excited to go to EGLX? Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, My first year having anything close to a booth, so... Looking forward to it. Going to rep Canadian game devs well, I hope. Awesome. So people can check you out. Uh, I think we're in the community room for that. Uh, I will also be there with Remy Games demoing Bring to Light, which is our horror puzzle game. And you can check us out on the show floor. We don't have a booth number yet, unless I haven't checked my mail since Thursday. We might have gotten that email, but they're still putting together the floor plan. Uh, but yeah, we'll be there, and you can find us and talk to us and pick up some Canadian Game Devs merch if you're interested. Then, uh, that same weekend on the other side of the country in Vancouver is Unity Developer Day, uh, which is a free event Unity likes to put on where they go and show off new tools and have some panels and uh, workshops to help teach people developing in Unity. They have them all over the country, but the next one's in Vancouver, and that's Saturday, October 19th from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. That would be Pacific time. Uh, you can find the information on our website, and you can sign up. Uh, I don't know if uh, it's still open to pitch talks, but they were open, so you'll have to check. And you can also sign up to demo your Unity project, uh, and I'm pretty sure those are still open. And if you just want to get some feedback about your game, and you're an indie developer in Vancouver or the area who can make it, Definitely check that out. Have you ever been to a Unity Developer Day, Sebastian? Actually, no. That's one thing that I haven't done that I'd really like to. They uh, usually happen every couple months. And then I will plug 
uh, bonus stage, October 2019 edition. Uh, so this is put on by Eat, Play, Mingle, uh, which is a little indie group in Toronto. Uh, it's coming to Power Up Bar. Uh, for those of you who might be familiar, it's on Wellington Street East in Toronto. That's from 8 to 11.30 p.m. Uh, they have a theme this year for the t- or this month for the talks, which is spooky, of course, because it's Halloween. And this month's main speaker is Lana Lux, a Twitch partner and a solo developer whose last game, Don't Notice Me, is out now. And there's a couple other unannounced speakers joining her. Uh, so you can check that out on our site, too. Those are all the big events happening in the next week and a bit. Uh, if we miss any, feel free to drop us a line in Discord. Are there any events you want to plug, Sebastian? Um, Torontaru happens once a month here in Toronto, so... It's at GetWell on the last Wednesday of every month. That one's oh, a, a fun night to go get drinks with a bunch of developers. So that'll be the 30th this month? I I think so. Cool. Yeah, it would be the 30th this month. At the GetWell bar in Toronto? Yeah, that one's always fun. Cool. Uh, that's the only regular one I can think of, though. Everything else is kind of sporadic with its dates. It's true. So yeah, check those out if you're interested. Uh, now we're going to move into the news. Uh, first up. Uh, Other Ocean's Medieval remake for PlayStation 4 has gone gold. It's releasing later this month, October 25th. Other Ocean, of course, uh, studios in PI, St. John's, and then their San Francisco location. Have you ever played Medieval or heard of the remake, Sebastian? I've heard of both the original and the remake, but I've never actually played the original Medieval game. Well, there's a free demo available on playstation 4 store so if you want to check it out before possibly getting it uh that's free and i always like the gone gold tweets that developers put where they're all just (laughs) smiling and holding a blu-ray verbatim disc with scratch sharpie on it it's always just a cute picture uh but yeah so you can check that out sir daniel fortesk is the skeleton guy's name with one eye um yeah check that out if you're interested Congrats to Other Ocean. Hopefully everything with launch goes well. Uh, next up, uh, Versus Unfriendly Frenzy. Good name for a game, hard name to say. Uh, available now on tablets from Z-Mind Games in Toronto. Uh, it's a... Hold on, let me just find the exact description. I don't have a tablet, so I wasn't able to play it. Um but they did send us a a press release. So use a fast-paced take on real-time strategy with outlandish units to command, wacky maps to explore, and exciting challenges to overcome. Uh, There's a game trailer up. You can check it out. It looks like on tablet, it's one of those ones where you put the tablet sideways, uh, or I guess portrait, and face somebody, and then each of you has half the screen to, you know, deploy your troops and stuff. It's a real-time strategy game. Uh, looks really pretty. I like the art style. It's cute. And it's available for 550 Canadian on the App Store for iPad and the Google Play Store for Android tablets. Uh, Z-Mind Games, uh, I first heard of them when they made uh, Uncaged World Fighters. Have you heard of that? It's like a card game, fighting game? Yeah, yeah. One of my friends actually worked on that. Oh, sick. Yeah. Any any insights into Z-Mind and anything you want to say about Versus Unfriendly Frenzy? I had not heard of Versus Unfriendly Frenzy until today, to be honest. Um, but it looks really cool. I don't have anything to play it on either. So yeah. we will go it on. Is coming to other, it is coming to mobile devices, but not yet. It's just launching on tablets. I'm sure they have to rework a lot of things to make it fit the smaller screen. 
Yeah, it looks like a neat idea, though. I'd be excited mm. to give it a go if I could. Soon, soon. In other Toronto indie game news, Nathan Vella, the co-founder of Capybara Games, has left the studio and is moving away from Toronto to start a new endeavor in games, but he hasn't said what yet. Uh, Capybara, of course, famous for um, Super Brothers, Sword and Sorcery EP, uh, as well as Super Time Force, and most recently, actually I guess second most recently, was last year's Below, which was one of my favorite games last year. But I guess most recently, he wrapped up Grindstone, which is a mobile game for Apple Arcade. Uh, and there's a team of them in Toronto. I think they're up to like 15, 20 people. Have one of the ugliest websites, like the blue on white text. I don't like it, but it's working for them. And yeah, they're just a really solid studio making indie games for over 16 years now, which is a lot more than most studios can say, especially in the indie scene. Um, whatever he's moving on to next, hopefully we will hear about it soon. Any thoughts on Capybara post co-founder Nathan Vella? I I don't really know what'll happen. Like it could be great. It is you know the talent is still like a lot of the talent is still there, right? So I think it'll still go fine. What's um, your favorite Capybara game? It's Sword and Sorcery for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I played that. Gosh, I was young, and it's one of the games that really made me want to go into indie when I got Aww. into the industry. Um, yeah, so like, it's kind of it's been one of my inspirations for making games for a long time, and uh, I really like Capy's games. So I'm excited to see where they go from here. Whether that's great or not, I'm still gonna go be along for the ride. I hope uh, it's a new indie studio he's doing somewhere. That w- that would be fun. Uh, did you play Below last year? So I I bought it, but it's in my pile of shame right now. Oh, we all um, have that pile. Yeah, mine's particularly big right now. <laughs> uh, so I've been meaning to, and you've said it's good, so now it's, it's looking more tempting to pull out next. Below was, was really... It really surprised me. Like, all I knew about it was it was the next game from Capybara, so I didn't watch any trailers or read any previews. I was like, I'm just going to download it and play it. Uh, I think that really helped and all i saw actually i saw a tweet i think it might have been from nathan or somebody else at capybara and it was like just turn the lights off put some headphones on um play it at night and just really get into it and i agree that is the best way to play that game yeah so i still haven't seen anything of it good like and not even a screenshot i bought it went in blind but unlike you i didn't actually play it yet but soon keep keep it keep it blind keep it blind and uh yeah let us know what you think Shadowy Contracts uh, is uh, now available on Steam Early Access. We got a press release for this. Um, it's an, it's a game created by a solo developer from the uh, Ottawa who just got a master, yeah, after a software engineering degree from the University of Ottawa. Uh, I think he graduated in the spring and started working on this game right after. So he's only been working on it for a couple months, but it's in early access. There's seven missions so far, and it's a uh, third-person stealth adventure RPG. Uh, it's, quote, inspired by sword and sorcery movies, the Dark Ages, and classic stealth games from the 90s, like Thief, etc. Uh, Mark's studio is called Exile Thunder Productions, and uh, the game is expected to be in early access for another six to eight months, during which time uh, he's going to be taking a bunch of feedback, uh, putting more development into the game to get more levels, polish it. It's one of those games that you can tell was made in the Unreal Engine. You know, when you see a game and you're like, oh, that was made in the Unreal Engine. But that's not a bad thing. 
Uh, I haven't played it yet. We're going to be playing it on the Canadian Game Devs uh, Twitch channel. Uh, so subscribe to us on Twitch if you want to see some impressions of that. And there's a trailer up on the article on our website, so you can check that out. It looks like an early access game, but that's the point. Uh, I think of going to early access is to get that extra time to polish it and get feedback. Um, I think it can look kind of rough as long as you get the idea of playing it what the final product will be um, so we'll find out on twitch what we think um yeah did you ever play the new thief i got like one mission in before deciding not to anymore i think i did the exact same thing because it wasn't my favorite so i think there's definitely room for a good <laughs> thief inspired stealth game um, yeah. dishonored kind of filled that that hole for me but like mm. it's not quite the same like the original thief games were so clever mm -hmm. so i'd like to see something like that again stealth's a genre that's so hard i think to get feeling right and uh if you just you know get spotted and then you have to stand up and smash everybody with your sword and then your alert meter goes away it's, it's just so hard to to get a stealth game that feels right so interested to see how shattery contracts holds up Lastly today, Dune C is now available from Frolic Labs, uh, another Toronto-based indie studio. Uh, the game is available for 19.49 Canadian on Steam. Uh, and Dune C is a side-scrolling platform adventure game uh, where you play as a Canadian goose, soaring through the skies, surviving the elements. Uh, we streamed it on Canadian Game Dev's Twitch today, uh, the first hour, and Frolic Labs was in the chat answering questions, which was really cool. Uh, and I liked it. It's kind of gave me uh, Race the Sun vibes. I don't know if you've played Race the Sun. I briefly, I briefly so it, played it. It's kind of like that, but it's not an endless runner. It is uh, level or like chapter based, and it's like side scrolling instead of flying straight into the distance of the screen. And uh, it was it was really pretty. The music was really good. Um, they got an artist outside of the studio to, to make a really cool soundtrack. And the soundtrack gave me Firewatch vibes, which was weird. It was like, the, I think it was the type of the instruments they used and like the the slow kind of pacing of it. Um, it really, really made the experience for me. And uh, yeah, check it out and support your local Canadian indies. Uh, I don't know what else Frolic Labs has made before this. Let me just check their Steam. Oops, site error. Uh-oh, let's back out and try a different one. Uh, nope, Doom C appears to be their first game on Steam. Uh, so yeah, check that out. Uh, that's it for the Canadian news we published on the site this week. Do you have anything you want to add, Sebastian? Not particularly, actually. I've been pretty out of touch with news this week. That's all right. That's why we got the, the site. Oh, I mentioned it last week, but uh, Cuphead uh, hit uh, 5 million copies sold across all platforms and celebrated a two-year anniversary this past week with a bunch of giveaways and sales. Uh, so yeah, good for them. And I think I mentioned it on the last podcast, but we hadn't had it up on the site yet, but that's everything. Um, yeah. So now we like to talk about what games we've been playing lately. So I'll throw it to you, Sebastian. I know you're super busy, but have you got a chance to sit down <laughs> with anything lately? Yeah. So I switch games are like the only thing I can play anymore. Um, but I've been almost done Fire Emblem Three Houses, which... okay. That's, I'm on, like, the last chapter now, I think. 
You're never quite sure with those kind of games. Well, my brother insists it's the last chapter, so, like, unless he's lying to me, I'm pretty sure I'm almost done. But, uh, yeah, it's been... It's been a wild ride. Um, I... I am playing it on easy, so me complaining about it not being hard enough is probably completely invalid. Uh, I did this to myself, but, like... My my new strategy has been drop the main character in the middle of everyone and then wait. Mm-hmm. And that gives me a lot of free time to do other things. So it's working. I think the first one I played was Birthright was the last one, right? Birthright on yeah. 3DS? Yeah. And uh, I played it, it was, I'd never played a Fire Emblem game before, so I played through on Phoenix mode and everyone made fun of me because you guys <laughs> just come back straight away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I got the gist of it. I'm not a big fan of turn-based strategy games, but uh, it was really pretty, and I imagine the Switch one looks a lot better. Although I've seen screenshots of like the fruit textures people keep making fun of because they're like 2D, like they look like they just bought a stock photo of oranges and just put it in a box. I don't know if you've seen I mean, any. I don't of those. wait. I have not seen these. I made a joke about it uh, when the game came out because people were tweeting about it, and I saw it, and I. I uh, went to um, Getty Images and just searched oranges, and I'm pretty sure I found the exact stock photo they used. And there's nothing wrong with using stock photos, but oh. and it, it is just pasted on to this box. Uh, I thought it was funny. I they they're fine. You don't. I mean, unless you're nitpicking, I don't think you'll see them. And it's not like the burger in what was it? Was it Battlefield that had like a hyper realistic burger in it for some reason? And it's like, you know, I'm kind of glad they didn't put the time into making nice <laughs> fruit textures and instead put the time into, like, a different Designing texture. A, a balanced game. <laughs> yeah. Making a fun play experience. That's good. I will probably never play the new Fire Emblem, but that's okay. Uh, have you been playing any other games? Oh, jeez, have I? Uh... Do you have Apple Arcade? We've, we've been talking about that okay. on the show a lot. As of last night, I do. Oh, lovely. I caved and bought an apple tv so i could play some of the games and what you've been playing nothing yet i plugged it in at 2 a.m and then i passed out (laughs) sounds good uh i don't know which of the games i've been playing support apple tv because i know a bunch of them only support phone yeah the ones i've had were on apple tv at least so but Um, definitely check out grindstone if it if it it is it. on TV. Okay, good. I don't know how well it'll play on a controller, but we'll find out because that's one of the reasons I bought it. Oh, is it like a Xbox controller or do they have an Apple controller? Yeah, it's um, SteelSeries makes a controller for Apple TV. Okay, cool. I like SteelSeries. Using a SteelSeries headset right now. Uh, so I've been playing a lot of Control, uh, the latest game from Remedy, the Alan Wake Ooh. studio, and it's awesome. I knew I was going to like it because I liked Alan Wake, so it was another one of those games where I didn't know anything about it going in, but I'd just been seeing people on Twitter lose their minds about it. And I saw that one piece in Kotaku from uh, Gita Jackson, uh, the font choice and control is one of the most terrifying parts of the game, and I read that, and it made me even more excited. So I got it for my birthday last week and was playing it, and it's lovely. And it's one of those ones where the more you know about it, I think the less impactful will be, so I'll just say it handles really great, it looks really great, it's trippy, and it's got like Twin Peak vibes where it's like blending 
the real world and the dream world and you're not sure when you're in which and it also does a lot of fourth wall breaking stuff with like talking to the player which is really hard to get right and they do get it right so i really like that have you heard played anything of from control yeah i've wanted it really badly since it's released (sighs) it looks so good it is it is and the fonts are scary it's really weird how like you'll enter a new a new area and the font like doesn't fade in or anything it just snaps into it onto the screen and it's big and takes up the whole screen and you're like behind it still walking around and then disappears it's it's nice i like it it's it's really good it's definitely a contender for me for for one of my favorite games of the year that's what everyone's been telling me and i'm sitting here like i need to get on that you do you really do then i look at my backlog and i'm like i need to get on that yeah you do need to do that too though and then i don't have enough time for either but when i do one day like maybe Monday, I'll cave. Good. Uh, and I've also been playing Grindstone. I've gotten significantly further, and I don't know when this game will end because it is a matching game. So I just assumed it would go on forever, like Candy Crush or something. But mm-hmm. as an Apple Arcade game, it's like designed to not be an exploitative, ad-riddled microtransaction mess. So I think it might actually end at some point. I'm on level. Oh, I'm only on level forty, which doesn't sound that impressive, but. It gets really hard, and as I go through, I've been trying to like complete all the objectives in each level, so I keep replaying them. Ah. But it gets good, and uh, yeah, I definitely think everyone with an iPhone download a, that free month of Apple Arcade, give Grindstone a chance. That's it for what we've been playing. Um, wow, we we kind of flew through that this week. It's like when Steve and Brett aren't here to go on giant tangents about things, <laughs> we just get through this more efficiently. Um, but yeah, I'll say uh, I'm going to plug the Canadian Game Devs Twitch, so you can find us there. And if you want to back us on Patreon, go to patreon.com slash Devs, where uh, any level Patreon supporter gets the podcast early and uh, gets a special channel in our Discord where you can talk to us and uh, send us cute pictures of your dog. Well, you can do that in the main channel, too. Um, you can also join our Discord if you're not a patron and hang out with some of the cool developers like Sebastian and myself and yeah. Um, anything you want to plug? Where can people find you and keep up with what you're doing, Sebastian? Uh, easiest to find me is on Twitter. So at Sebastian Scaney. Um, I think my display ma- name might be Sebastian Scaney, but a candy corn right now. So like, it's a, it's a cool profile see. picture. I like it. Thank you. I made it myself. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, programmer art at its finest. And people can find you at EGLX next weekend. Yes, that is true. I'll be at the Canadian Game Devs booth all weekend, probably. Hopefully. Um, That's the plan, unless I die. Unless I die. (laughs) A lot of us have plans unless we die. (laughs) That is fair. So come find Sebastian, give him a hug. Do you like hugs, Sebastian? I am not particularly a hugger. Don't give Sebastian a hug. Give me a hug instead if you see me. Uh, Give Sebastian a hello and uh can i try your game how's that <laughs> that that sounds good okay cool uh and yeah catch us on twitter and facebook at canadian game devs where we post all our news stories and uh, retweet events and people in the community uh steven is gone the other steven uh for the foreseeable future probably a couple weeks and then we'll hopefully get him back on and brett is away uh he is in the middle of relocating back to ontario finding a place so recording is hard for him at the moment but we will also hopefully have brett back on in the near future love you brett 
And we may not be able to record next week because we will all be at EGLX. So if you don't hear from us, it might become a bi-weekly podcast for the month of October. And, easy. Uh, just record at EGLX. Yeah, on the you floor. Know, people love background noise. It'll <laughs> oh, be an ASMR it. podcast episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Uh, Canadian Game Devs runs on your support, so go to Patreon if you want to help us. And until next time, keep making cool things, go into the site, and get on our Discord. Thank you, Sebastian, for joining us. Hopefully we'll get you on a future episode. Yeah, thanks for having me. Bye!